Body and Business, a podcast that explores topics, perspectives, and actionable insight for a strong mind and healthy body, along with empowering conversations to help you handle your business. I'm your host, Maria Moore, and in this episode, the topic is unconditional self-love. Yes, we are having a self celebration today and really identifying those barriers that are getting in the way of the party. You know, we go out of our way for other people in our lives, but why is it so hard to show ourselves the same grace, the same love, sacrifice, and encouragement? Let's learn to love ourselves through the highs and the lows. I also have a guided meditation designed to help you love yourself better. Oh, it's going to be a good one. So let's jump into it. Let me start with a question. Are you hard on yourself? When you make a mistake, do you dwell on it? Do you have a hard time accepting a compliment? If you said yes, this episode is for you. But if you said no and you are full of self-confidence, I'm sure you'll find some gems in this episode as well. Now, if you are new to the Mind, Body, and Business podcast, I am so glad you are here. And if you are returning, welcome back. I really am excited about this conversation. Why? Because it's in line with two previous episodes, uh, one with Yonetta Spring. It's called Lost and Found. That was episode four and episode eight with Janae Hicks, Sole Purpose for Entrepreneurs and High Achievers. I'm digging a little bit deeper into this whole perfectionism, self-love, celebrating yourself, unconditional love, loving yourself when you are winning, when you are killing it, when you feel beautiful, confident, accomplished, and also having that same love when you're feeling down and out, when you're feeling uncertain about yourself, insecure, not so cute. You deserve love under all circumstances. And if you're struggling to figure out how to love yourself unconditionally, this episode is designed for you. Two things I want to focus on inside of this conversation, of course, self-celebration and perfectionism. It gets in the way of us celebrating ourselves and being proud because we think we got to do everything right the first time and all the time. And I'd say one of the best ways to stop being hard on yourself is to understand the roots of your perfectionism. For me, I would say my perfectionism was rooted in my independence Uh, prior to getting married and me and my husband have been married for about 12 years now, I was very independent. I did not like asking for help and I was proud of being independent. I wore it like a badge of honor. I was on the mountaintop saying, look what I did all by myself from getting my degree as a single mother, from the amount of money I made, just every little accomplishment. I had become accustomed to doing things on my own. And again, I was very proud of it. I wore it like a badge of honor, but I later learned that I was using that as a defense mechanism. I was guarding myself from being hurt because I had been let down so many times in my life by uh, people who were supposed to be taking care of me, men that I dated, even my own mother. So instead of allowing myself to be vulnerable and count on other people, 
I would make sure that whatever I pursued, I would be able to do it independently. And the whole idea behind that is I'm not going to let me down. So I'm good. But then when I would make a mistake or I would fail at something, I would interpret that as letting myself down. So I got into this really toxic relationship with myself. I did not know how to get over failure, disappointment. I would beat myself up. I would dwell on it. I would engage in a whole lot of negative self-talk. And it was something that took me a while to overcome. But once I understood the roots of my perfectionism, it gave me a whole lot of clarity. Being empathetic towards others also helped me out a lot, especially in my relationship with my mother, because I would really internalize her abandonment, her neglect, just what I perceived as a lack of love. And once I gained an understanding of what she went through growing up and how her relationship was with her mother, it helped me ease up on the expectations that I had for myself. So death to perfectionism, as my girl Janae Hicks said in episode eight of the Mind, Body and Business podcast, really getting in touch with your feelings and understanding the root of your perfectionism. Here's a couple of questions that you should ask yourself. What are you trying to achieve? What are you afraid of if you don't succeed? And what would happen if you just accepted that you're not perfect and that's okay? Being able to honestly answer these questions might make it easier for you to take the next step in letting go of your perfectionism. Another thing that I think of when we talk about unconditional self-love is self-celebration. Yes, celebrating yourself even when other people don't want to join the party. Have you ever had a time in your life where you experienced something so awesome, you accomplished something, you had some great news, maybe you auditioned for something, you got that job you interviewed for, you came into a whole lot of money, just some exciting things happening in your life and no one was available for you to share the good news with or when you shared it with them, they did not have the same enthusiasm. You know, one thing that I often celebrate is paying off my first home, like paying it off mortgage free. I have tenants in my first home that I bought. And during the process of paying that house off, man, I would visualize going to the bank and slamming a check down on the counter like, ah, I don't owe y'all nothing no more. And I'm telling you, I would drive to work. I would listen to, uh, what would I listen to? Champagne Life by Neo. And I was just every day, I don't know why that was the song, but I was listening to it and I would visualize myself walking into the bank with a check. And I even visualized like having a whole band, you know, like a drum line playing outside as I walked into the bank. I'm talking just so extra. Because I had started my business, still working my nine to five at the radio station. And I was making a lot of extra money at the time. And I was just going hard. It was just my goal to pay off my house. And I, there was so much um, emotion leading up to it. My husband was really excited for me. My best friend was really excited. I have some family members that were excited. So the day finally came for me to pay the house off. And I went and got the check. I made it out for the exact amount. Got all of the kids together. So it was me, my husband, and my four kids. We drove to the branch. And this particular bank didn't have branches like all over the city. It wasn't like one of those big, uh, more well-known banks, but it did have locations throughout the Atlanta area. So we found the location. I got the check. Me walking through the parking lot to the bank, 
felt like I was walking on stage to get my Grammy, to get my Emmy, to get this big award. And in my mind, it was so climactic, you know? And so uh, I get into the bank. Well, before we walked into the bank, I had my husband take a picture of me outside with a check and I'm holding the check. My kids are over it at this point. They're like, oh my gosh, like what is going on? They don't understand the magnitude of what's happening here, but I'm really excited. So we're taking our pictures outside and everything. And then we go inside and I see the the first lady, she's like customer service, not an actual teller. You know, the people that greet you and say, hey, you know, what are you here for? And I was like, I'm paying off my mortgage. Here go my check, you know. And she was like, all right, just stand in line over there. So I'm literally standing in line with the people that are making random check deposits or, you know, withdrawing cash out their account or they got questions, general questions to ask the bank teller. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to stand this little stank in line with the regular people. And so I get up to the counter and I was like, I'm here to pay off my mortgage. And the lady's like, all right, all right, well, what's your account number? And I gave her the account number and I'm smiling like, do you feel me smiling right now as I'm talking? Like my cheeks hurt right now, but I'm in there, I'm smiling. I'm all super excited. And she takes a check and she's like, all right, thank you. Here's your receipt. And I'm like, where the balloons at? You know, where the band? Where the confetti? Like what is going on? And, you know, they were just like, you know, it's just another transaction at the bank. But for me, it was a really big deal. You cannot wait for other people to celebrate you. You have to be in self-celebration mode. And I think this is so important because we will have times. We'll be uncertain about our ability to achieve certain things. We will wait for validation from someone else whether it's someone we admire or random strangers on social media. You know, you post something, you waiting for the likes, you waiting for the comments, but you have to be confident and celebrate yourself. Loving yourself unconditionally is being proud even when there's no applause. Now, I know that paying off a mortgage is an extreme example, but be proud of everything, man. No matter how small or insignificant you think it is, it is a big deal. Be proud when you make that extra $50 payment on that credit card because you are getting closer to being out of debt. Be proud when you finally ask for that raise you deserve. Even if you don't get it, you had the guts to ask for what you wanted and what you deserved. Be proud that you ran that mile 30 seconds faster than you did two weeks ago. That's a big deal. Be proud that you were patient when responding to your spouse during an argument. Because that's something that can be hard to do. Look in the mirror and say to yourself, I am crushing it. There are no small achievements. Other people don't have to cheer you on for that accomplishment to be a big deal. So if you find yourself, even if you're struggling with it right now, as you're listening to this episode, dwelling on your mistakes, being hard on yourself, I challenge you right now, write down what you've done and how far you've come. Remind yourself of your greatness. Self-celebration is so important when it comes to loving ourselves unconditionally. And it's something that you should try your best to practice every day. Another thing I've learned about unconditional self-love is that mistakes don't make you less worthy. Many of us grew up on a praise or reprimand system. You know, praise when you get good grades, when you made the basketball team, when you go to church every Sunday. Praise when you do all of these positive things. Conversely, reprimand when you break the rules. Punishment when you do something wrong, but also when you make an honest mistake. 
I can think of a lot of times when I was a kid and I really made an honest mistake. Now, there were more times when I did stuff that I knew I shouldn't be doing, but there are times I can remember I made an honest mistake and I got in a lot of trouble for it when I was perceived as not being my very best. And there are some parents out there, they don't like their kids getting Bs. They want straight A's. And I'm not telling anyone how to raise their child because you know your child's potential. But the experiences that we had as children impact who we are today as adults. Mistakes do not make you less worthy of love. In fact, some of our biggest wins are rooted in moments when we messed up or moments when we thought we messed up. I was the first person in my family to go to college. First person in my family to graduate with a four-year degree and uh, proud graduate of Florida A&M University in Tallahassee, Florida. And I remember when I first got to FAMU, uh, Dr. Humphreys, may he rest in peace, he had this saying, four no more. You're going to get in and out of here in four years. You're going to finish your degree on the right timeline. And that was my goal from the very beginning. But around my senior year, uh, the first semester of my senior year, I found out that I was pregnant with my first child. And I've shared before that I am a mother of four. And during that time, I had so much going on. I was trying to pledge. I was in my last year, finishing up the most challenging classes of my degree. And here I am pregnant. And I have to be very careful with how I share this story because my son, my firstborn child, greatest thing that ever happened to me. I love all of my children. But if you are a parent, there is just a special kind of love, your first baby, and you holding your baby for the first time, and you feeling love in a way that you've never experienced it in your entire life. And man, me becoming a mother was one of the most, if not the most pivotal moment in my entire life. But at the time when I found out that I was pregnant, I was beating myself up like, oh, you know, I really wasn't dating his dad that long. I had all of these other things going on, all of these other aspirations, and I just wouldn't be in a position physically to follow through with pledging. And, and then there was graduation, right? That was a really big deal because I only had two semesters left. But I was like, God bless me to become a mother. I'm pregnant. Yes, I'm 21 years old. I said, you know what, God, I trust you. And we just going to work it out. And so I was pregnant. Actually, now that I think about it, ending my junior year, going into my senior year. And, uh, you know, I worked two jobs. I continued to study, stay on top of my grades. I went to class every single day until the day that I went into labor. Not only did I still finish out that semester, I had 15 credit hours at the time, which is five classes. So that was a full-time schedule. I was working in the financial aid office on work study and working at the radio station. So I had those two jobs. I made the honor roll in the fall semester when my son was born. And that following semester, I graduated. The exact timeline and the exact day that I was supposed to graduate when I first enrolled into FAMU. And a huge part of my motivation was not just to prove everyone wrong who doubted me once I got pregnant, but being with child, feeling my son inside of me, knowing that I was going to have this new life to care for completely changed the trajectory of my life in a very positive way. I can remember missed opportunities 
regret after regret. But when I go back to those moments and trace where it eventually led me to, it ended up being a blessing. So I'm sharing these things because if you're one of those people that beat yourself up when you make a mistake or think that you're not worthy of love when you make a mistake, try to recall how those mistakes, those shortcomings, those perceived flaws shaped you into who you are today. Love yourself through it all because every experience, good or bad, contributes to what makes you so special. And that alone makes you so worthy of love. Do you feel that? Is a message resonating in your soul? I hope so, because that was a whole purpose. So your one, two, three actionable insight for this episode is number one, take some time to understand the roots of your perfectionism. You know, this may require you to find a quiet space, sit down and journal. It may even require you to have some conversations with people because your close friends, your family members, they may be able to give you some insight about yourself that you're not aware of, especially when it comes to doubt and negative self-talk. Number two, celebrate yourself. Even if you're the only one doing it, remember you don't have to be validated by anyone else to celebrate your accomplishments no matter how big or small they are. And number three, remember that mistakes don't make you less worthy of love. Now, when I started this episode, I talked about a self-guided meditation. I did this back on episode three with uh, PJ Morton. Now, he wasn't on the guided meditation, but we had a nice conversation. And at the end of that episode, I did a guided meditation with some nice, relaxing sounds in the background. So I have that coming up. It is a nice, almost 10 minutes long meditation about self-love. So I strongly encourage you to check that out. Stick around for that. That's on the tail end of this episode. In the meantime, remember you can follow Mind, Body, and Business on all social media platforms at Pod. Feel free to DM me on Instagram if you have any questions and I just might include yours in a future episode. As always, I truly enjoy these conversations and hope you feel enlightened and empowered after listening. Until the next episode, continue to take care of your mind, body, and business. Mind, Body, and Business is an Urban One Incorporated Reach Media production hosted by me, Maria Moore. Follow me at Maria Moore, M-A-R-I-A-M-O-R-E on all socials. Executive produced by Maria Moore, Senior Director of Podcast Operations, Sierra Reed. Supervisory Producer, Colby Tyner, Director of Sales and Corporate Partnerships, Michelle Marino. Integrated Marketing and Partnerships, Lori Flowers, Laura Lopez, and Brittany Jackson. Digital Marketing, Walter Gaynor, J.R. Davis, and Tim Hall. Music Produced by Jamal J. Soul Smith. Thank you for listening to the Mind, Body, and Business Podcast. And in just a few moments, I will lead you through a guided meditation. As a reminder, you should be in a very comfortable place, free of distractions, so that you can fully receive the energy and message of self-love during this guided meditation. Enjoy. If we do not allow the natural love for ourselves to be expressed, love does not reveal its beauty very often throughout each day of our lives. Today's meditation is all about self-love, designed to diminish stressful thoughts as you gain the peace required to move forward with grace. First start by getting into a nice relaxing position 
removing any distractions for the duration of the session. Take the very first action in self-love right now. Your ability to breathe at will in all different kinds of ways. Our breath has been there literally our entire lives, changing as needed to the demand of exciting circumstances and flowing without effort when we are resting. Taking multiple full deep breaths every day is proven to change our bodies and minds for the better. Taking five full deep breaths, holding it in for a moment at the top and naturally exhaling. If we do not allow the natural love for ourselves to be expressed, love does not reveal its beauty. Inhale a nice big deep breath, expanding your belly and lungs as much as you can. Hold it and gently exhale with relief. Inhaling fresh oxygen that will be supplied to your bloodstream, holding it to soak it in and exhaling without any effort. Inhale, feeling rejuvenated and invigorated by this breathing. Hold it and exhale easily. Inhale, noticing how breathing fully comes naturally for you. Pausing to soak it in and exhale without tension or worry. Inhaling fully as an act of self-love, pausing to feel this love, and exhale into complete relaxation. Let your breath flow at a pace without any effort from you now. By doing this, you are proving that you are capable of self-love. By breathing deeply and often, you are commanding your body to rest, which relaxes and rejuvenates you. This is self-love in its simplest form that you can do any time of the day. Now, honor yourself by relaxing the mind even further. Notice how your thoughts are rising in your mind, one after the other. See them come and see them go. Some thoughts linger for some time and some thoughts only come for a split second. If you can really focus, you will notice even smaller thoughts, such as describing the world around you or labeling the things in your surroundings. Let your hearing become super alert now and feel the energy of the sound in your ear right now. Hear the sound of your breath. Visualize nature nearby. Let the sounds act as tiny waves of relaxation. Your mind relaxes when you activate your senses on command. Begin to imagine yourself full of an abundance of self-love. Inhaling fresh oxygen that will supply your bloodstream, holding it to soak it in, and relaxing without any effort. 
feeling rejuvenated and invigorated by this breathing. Hold it and exhale easily. Inhale, noticing how breathing fully comes naturally for you. Pausing to soak it in Exhale any tension or worry. Finally, inhaling fully as an act of self-love, pausing to feel this love, and exhale into complete relaxation. Let your breath flow at a pace without any effort from you now. Good. By doing this, you are proving you are capable of self-love. By breathing deeply and often, you are commanding your body to rest, which relaxes and rejuvenates you. This is self-love in its simplest form that you can do any time of the day. Now honor yourself by relaxing your mind even further. Notice how your thoughts are rising in your mind, one after the other. See them come and see them go. Some thoughts linger for some time, and some thoughts only come for a split second. If you can really focus, you will notice smaller thoughts, such as describing the world around you or labeling the things in your surroundings. Let your hearing become super alert now. And try to focus on the sound you are hearing. Go deeper by paying attention to the sound of your breath. Allow sounds to come in equally. And when you hear them, let them act as tiny waves of relaxation, calming your mind. Good. Your mind relaxes when you activate your senses on command. Now let's use the power of your amazing visualization abilities to induce self-love. Begin to imagine yourself full of an abundance of self-love. See yourself now choosing healthy foods and cooking at home so you know all the ingredients you're putting into your body. Vividly see yourself eating well. See yourself enjoying these moments and feel the nutrition that these choices bring you. Imagine now that you have a strong will to avoid junk food and unhealthy drinks. See yourself in great detail, confidently saying no to all of these things. You feel very proud now when you avoid eating something unhealthy. Eating healthy is an essential component of self-love. Another form of self-love is observing your mental chatter. In order to have great self-love, you must expand the good things you feel about yourself and challenge any negative thoughts as soon as they arise. So, hear yourself saying, when I fully love myself, I am able to fully love others. 
deciding to love myself is a wonderful agreement. Each day, I allow my love for myself to grow more and more. I am worthy of love and I honor the joy that comes with it. Deciding to love myself unconditionally, no matter what happens, feels wonderful. I deserve love and self-respect. My self-esteem grows along with my self-love. I love and accept everything about myself. I completely and always love myself. Today, I love myself even more than yesterday. Truly, loving myself is easy for me. The more I love myself, the better my entire health. I love every moment of my existence. Every part of me that makes me feel who I am is encompassed with love. I have unconditional love with me that overflows in abundance to those around me.